It's happening again. Welcome to Work Cookie, a CBOT podcast. As we broadcast around the world, get bite-sized morsels and tidbits from our industrial organizational psychologists, other experts, and the latest research on the workplace to boost your organization's effectiveness. Sign up now at seabock.com. That's S-E-B-O-C.com to engage with our community, gain a sense of belonging, access our other media, and get rapid advice from our experts. Don't forget to check out our corporate career boost recruiter, and even student memberships at seabock.com. This is Dr. Jeremy Lookabaugh. I'm an industrial organizational psychology consultant. You can also visit my website at turnboot.com. That's turnboot.com. This is part two of managing up, specifically managing up in a virtual world. So if you haven't listened to part one, I strongly urge that you do so. It will explain a lot in terms of perspective and also flow of our conversation here. We are looking at a Forbes a Forbes article, an article that appeared on Forbes.com titled 10 Tips to Successfully Manage Up in a Virtual World. And we are taking a rather critical look at these suggestions that are made within these 10 tips from the author of the article. It is a matter of agree, disagree. So far, we are at a lot of disagree for many reasons. Again, please listen to part one. So one of the uh, one of the tips here for managing up, and again, you know, we look at what is managing up. Managing up is not allowing your boss to become a better micromanager, which it seems like what this article is uh, is pointing to. Managing up is supporting your boss, thinking of yourself as a coach, even a consultant to your boss, helping your boss look at things differently, helping your boss process the scenarios that are playing in your boss's head. And doing so in a very tactful way, almost in a confident way, where you're becoming an expert advisor to your boss. You're building that relationship. Now, many of you are likely thinking, my boss isn't like that. There's no way I can even get in my boss's good graces if I wanted to. Again, listen to part one, many methods to help you do that. And I wouldn't even call it good graces. I would call it something else. The word escapes me right now. So one of the tips here in this article says, one of the 10 tips for managing up, right? Be available. I'll read read from this tip. Virtual work is still work. Make sure your boss knows how and when to reach you. Monitor your emails, texts, and phone messages regularly. If you're called away from your workstation unexpectedly, shoot your boss a quick note or text letting them know when you'll be back. This is a large disagree disagree uh the article the author goes on sadly many managers are still distrustful of telework so do what you can to reassure them that you are work and you are available this one gets at my core it makes me itch i totally disagree with this one now maybe that's being a good employee again maybe that's being a good employee i'm not saying don't do these things Although I would say don't do these things. But for this podcast, I'm not saying don't do these things. I'm saying 
This is not managing up. This has nothing to do with becoming a trusted advisor. These are how can I allow myself to feel controlled and lose a sense of autonomy and make my boss know that I'm working. That has nothing to do with managing up. And quite frankly, it doesn't feel like that great of a work environment if you constantly need to be monitoring text, emails, phone messages. If you're monitoring text, emails, phone messages all the time, which is what the author of this article states, when are you ever going to work? When are you actually going to get work done? If you're caught away from your workstation unexpectedly, shoot your boss a quick note. Are you are you kidding? In a virtual world, are you kidding? Regularly, are you kidding me? To be tied to a desk, to be tied to a cubicle, to be tied to your to your desk at home. I don't I don't know what kind of innovation, I don't know what kind of creativity, I don't know what kind of work passion can possibly possibly come out of somebody thinking I got to check all the time to make sure if my boss wants me that I'm readily available and if I get called from my workstation unexpectedly so if the UPS guy comes and drops a package at the door does that mean you have to text your boss and say hey by the way got to go sign for a so you need to so the author is saying you need to interrupt your boss with some nominal thing that that doesn't really unless your boss is a micromanager and really gets a kick out of feeling that power why do it it doesn't help you it doesn't help them you're working from home because you're working from home you have your own processes you know your limits you have your own methods of priorities in other words you're an adult you're a human being. You're an adult. So eh, I think I disagree with let your boss know and the best way to reach you and monitor that communication channel constantly. If you're called away unexpectedly, shoot your boss a quick message. Maybe, you know, maybe as an employee. But I'll tell you what, this has no place as a top 10 of managing up. This has nothing to do with supporting your boss, coaching them, being a confidant, helping your boss see things from a different perspective, which they would appreciate. Letting your boss, giving your boss the opportunity to share, to confide, to talk things through, to find new solutions to constant and old problems. This has nothing to do with it. Let's move on. Number five here is align your communication styles. Here the author says, effective communication is critical for managing virtual relationships. Agreed. Find out how your boss prefers to communicate and do your best to align their style. Agreed. Does your boss prefer email, text, Slack, conference call? Oh, they just went off track with my agree. All right, I'll give it, a, I'll give it an agree. But they were, they were doing, the author's doing so good. And then all of a sudden went from technical communication in terms of actual productivity style. You know, if it were me, I would go to communicate and align your style best. I would focus more of this on, are they more fast paced and they just want bullet points? Or do they really want you to explain? 
and provide data background. Or if you need to talk to them for five minutes and explain something, do they start, you know, you ever been on a Zoom, on a Google Meet, where your boss ends up looking down, checking the phone while you're trying to explain something? This, this is what it should mean when aligning your style. Aligning your style should mean, look, if your boss is fast-paced and, and you know if your boss is like this, talk in bullet points and say, I have more information if you need it. If your boss is the kind who, that communicates and likes to build relationships, that relationship is very important, then do that. Spend the time talking. Spend the time listening. This is what it should mean by effective communication, but it goes right to text, Slack, conference call, email. I get it that those things are important, but again, this has no place in the top 10 for managing up in a virtual world. That's being a good employee. We're talking about managing up. Totally missed the mark. Number six, be supportive. Okay, we've got something going on here maybe. The author says, for many bosses, managing a virtual team will be daunting. Agree. This is especially true for bosses who have resisted telework in the past. Agreed. The author's team recently surveyed 100 managers and 43% said they were worried about their ability to succeed as a virtual leader. Great place for this. Be patient as your boss makes the shift and finds his or her footing. Great. Agreed. But then all of a sudden there's number seven. What happened to number six? Be supportive. That's it. That's a, be supportive, but not how to be supportive. It should say be patient because that's all that the, 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 the author says is be patient. If it's be supportive, it's how do we be supportive? And how do you be supportive? Listen to podcast part one for this and more here. So I'm going to give that a, a agree, but you know where's the beef on that one? Number six from this article in Forbes magazine, again, which is titled 10 Tips to Successfully Manage Up in a Virtual World. Again, we're talking about managing up, not just being a good employee in the virtual world. Number seven, seek feedback. Disagree. The reason I disagree, see episode one, is we're not doing this for ourselves. We're not trying to show our boss and prove that we're doing something good. This is totally different. Think of you and your and your best friend. Think of you and your best friend. Do you want your best friend constantly reporting to you all the time? This is what I'm doing. I'm here, uh, this is what I'm doing. Uh, do you have feedback for me as a best friend? Uh, as your best friend, could you take this survey and tell me how I am as a best friend? No. Your best friend is a coach, a listener, a confidant. I'm not saying be your boss's best friend. Far from that. There needs to be separation. What I'm saying is you are coaching. You are adding strength where your boss is weak. You are providing a level of understanding that others won't provide, especially in the corporate world, especially in a toxic corporate environment especially those leaders, especially small businesses, especially family businesses. There's a phrase, it's lonely at the top. It's true. 
different perspective. And when you're managing up, you're getting rid of your perspective and you're seeing through another's perspective. Unfortunately, this article looks directly through the employee's perspective. That, my friends, is not managing up. I'll go on. Number seven, continuing. So seek feedback, seek feedback. Since the virtual environment adds an additional layer of complexity, I'm reading here, to the social distance, it's important to be proactive about seeking feedback. Check in frequently with your boss to get feedback on both your work product and your virtual engagement. Again, guys, gals, this is not about you. It's about your boss. I don't, I don't understand why this is in here. Ask your boss what you can do more of, less of, or differently. Mm. Be specific about the feedback you're seeking. No. You should be giving feedback to your boss. How are you going to be a trusted advisor, a confidant, if you're constantly asking for feedback? No. You're coaching. You're giving feedback. See the podcast for part one. What suggestions do you have for me to improve the X project? It's much easier for managers to give feedback on certain topics. I'm going to give number seven seek feedback a big disagree for the reasons just expressed. Number eight, the author notes of the 10 tips to successfully manage up in a virtual world. Again, manage up. See if we agree or disagree. Take initiative. Ooh, good one. Uh, agree. Stay on the lookout for ways to fill gaps, solve problems, and create better virtual processes and work products. Ooh, I like that. Agree. Take the initiative to master new tools your team is using. Agree. This is where you can help your boss fill into those gaps. Your boss might not be the best on Slack, Trello, Asana, XYZ. If you can master those virtual tools, guess what? It gives you an opportunity to, yes, manage up. What does manage up entail? It manages coaching. It manages helping. It manages being supportive. So now... Would it not be nice if you could share your tips and tricks for the new virtual tools with your boss? Remember last time we did the, in the last episode, we did the sentence, I will do blank for my boss, which he or she will appreciate. I like this number eight from this author because you could do a virtual session for your boss showing him or her how to use this technology and give them a quick tutorial which he or she would appreciate you just filled in your sentence you just did something to be helpful to someone else and there you go number eight take initiative big stamp agree on that one well done author number nine have a conversation you don't have to guess what your manager's virtual work style, preferences, priority, or pet peeves may be. You can ask them. Agreed. Big agree. Schedule a meeting with your boss to discuss their wants, needs, and expectations. Now the author's getting it. Agreed. Ask them about their priorities, goals, concerns, and challenges. Agreed. Learn as much as you can about what they care about and align yourself accordingly. And the author even provides some great questions to consider. What are your top priorities? What is the highest priority to you? That's one example. Agreed. 
What are your lower priority items? Awesome. Again, when you manage up, it's very important that your boss feels A, heard, and B, understood. If you can master those two things, you will deeply increase your relationship with your boss and be that advisor. Allow your boss, make your boss feel heard and understood. That is how you manage up. Some of the other questions this author proposes. Ooh, a good one. What are the biggest pressures on this team, you and the department? What are your biggest concerns right now, especially working virtually? What are your pet peeves about working virtually? This author is now hitting the nail on the head. So there are some other questions in here which I could go on and on about that I might not totally agree with, but we've covered those main concepts earlier. Yes, it looks like the author saved the best for last for eight and nine of out of the 10. So number 10 is stay positive. Agreed. A sudden forced virtual work environment can be stressful and difficult for managers and employees alike. Of course. Don't add stress with a negative mindset. Of course. Agreed. The situation won't last forever. Ooh. <laughs> what, do you, what does the audience think about this? Agree or disagree? That's another podcast. How, how long will we go remote? Our organization's thinking now, look, we can save a lot of retail space. A lot of space, a lot of money on these uh, these buildings if we go virtual. Plus, there are a lot of studies out there that shows working remotely increases productivity, creativity, innovation. Again, for another podcast. And the author goes on for number 10. While remote working may not be your cup of tea, it is important to see it as an opportunity not only to grow and learn, but to show your boss that you're resilient, steadfast, and a valuable employee. Agreed. I would change that sentence to, but show your boss that you are a resilient, steadfast, and valuable coach and advisor to help them in their continued success. And I will repeat, while remote working may not be your cup of tea, it's important to see it as an opportunity not only to grow and learn, but to show your boss that you are a resilient, steadfast, and here's where I change it from valuable employee to valuable advisor and coach focused on your boss's success and able to help them continue to be successful. Thanks for listening to this episode of Work Cookie, a Seabock podcast. Don't forget to sign up at seabock.com. That's S-E-B-O-C.com to engage with our community, gain a sense of belonging, access our other media, and get rapid advice from experts. Would it be a bad idea to make your most challenging workplace problems go away? Don't forget to check out our corporate, career boost, recruiter, and even student memberships at seabock.com.